Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm so blessed to be able to spend time with you in this Bible teaching, and I would like to ask the Lord to really speak to us. And reveal His truth to us. I believe that you want to be spiritually mature Christians, and you want to succeed in your life. God's principle are the best thing that we should learn, we should practice, and we will see the result. God' promises are always true. Yes and amen. So let us pray and ask the Lord to speak to all of us and reveal. The His light to our heart, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can come together to study your word, and we want to grow spiritually. We want to be successful in our relationship with brother and sister, with our spouse and children, and our parents and co-workers, Lord. We believe, Father, that you will, Lord, give us grace so much that we can practice what we learn. And may your Holy Spirit, Lord, empower us and help us in walking a righteous life, and we will be very fruitful in this one life that we live on earth, Father. We want to give you all the glory and honor because we love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. The Lord spoke to me many months ago. About his wisdom, about building relationship with other people, with his wisdom. In this life, we have many communities that we are related to. Our home community, we relate to our spouse, to our children, or we relate to friends. Maybe school friend, college friends, or we work in a project with a team of our friends in the school, and we also have fellowship with brother and sister in Christ Jesus at our church. We also work with our leaders and pastors, our boss at work, our co-workers at our office. Not only that, if You are a leader, such as you are husband or parent, or you are the pastor of a church. You are the care group leader, worship leader, or a leader of a project. You need to work with your team, and you need to know how to relate to your team, so that the work that should be done will be done successfully, and. You can give glory to the Lord. In fact, every Christian should serve the Lord and should be involved in the mission of the local church. I myself work with Pastor Da to raise our kids up and to really raise a godly family. I also work with brother and sister in the church to build 
the house of God. It is a privilege to serve the Lord and to lead His flock. It's a privilege to be able to work as a team with other people. As God's servant, as Christians, we need to be spiritual people. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit, and we. Should not be led by our flesh. We should do things, say things, by depending on the leading of the Holy Spirit. We should receive godly wisdom from above, so that we can work as a team with other people, and we can relate to other people in a very fruitful way to build each other up. Christian maturity is a matter of not acting out of the flesh. Our human wisdom can come from our flesh, or our own way of doing things can be from our flesh. We should perceive the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life and obey His wisdom, His guidance. For every relationship, for every situation, if we follow His guidance and His wisdom, we will save ourselves from a lot of heartaches in either marriage relationship, in our relationship with friends, in working with our boss or working with our employee, and. God wisdom will help us to bring together people, to join with us, and to serve the Lord together. The Bible talk about God's wisdom. James chapter one verse five say, "If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking." You see, we should ask God for His wisdom. And the Holy Spirit, who is in us, will guide us with the wisdom from above. I want to see you become successful. I want you to become fruitful and give glory to the Lord. I would like to encourage all of you to ask God for His guidance and wisdom in any relationship, in any community that you are a part of. James chapter three verses thirteen to eighteen. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. If you understand God's way and you follow God's wisdom, you're gonna live a righteous life, an honorable life, and you're gonna be the blessing to others. And not only that, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. The wisdom of God make you humble, and make you practice good things toward other people. The wisdom from above, from heaven, will lead us to do the right thing, and help us to really honor God and humble ourselves. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up. The truth with boasting and lying, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. You see, if you are jealous, you're selfish, you're prideful, you're lying. 
those kind of things come from human flesh or human ways or human intellectual ability. We should not follow that direction. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. In other words, we deal with three things here: the world system can guide us. Earthly mean world system, unspiritual mean our flesh. Instead of yielding to the Holy Spirit, we let the flesh lead us and influence us. We should say no to our flesh. The wisdom that come from our flesh can be so full of pride, jealousy, and selfishness. And not only that, demons can give us their ideas, and we may think that we are so smart, but actually, is demonic. We can see that we can be influenced by the, this negative three things: earthly or the system of the world, our flesh. And Satan or demons, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. God's wisdom is pure and holy and righteous. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times. And willing to yield to others, God' wisdom will lead you to make peace, to be humble and gentle and helpful. You're willing to yield. You're willing to be kind to people. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers. Will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. I would like to encourage all of you, and encourage myself, to really walk in the wisdom of God. When we lead a church, or we work with our pastor and leaders, or when we work with our spouse and children, or co-workers at work, or our school friends. In the project, we need the wisdom from God. We need to be humble, yield to others, listen to other people. We want to build peace, or we are peacemaker. We don't want to quarrel with anybody. We should listen to other people. So, I would like to share with you some practical ways to work with others or serve others with. Godly wisdom. What I like to share in this part of the teaching is about words of wisdom. We should always sincerely speak words of encouragement, edification, compliment, and thanks. We should speak words of wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Our mouth, our tongues, should be led. By the Spirit of Wisdom, the Holy Spirit, we should always watch what we say. Only speak words that build people up, not putting people down. We should be careful about our speech. Our tongues have the power to build up or to tear down. 
to give life or to kill or to destroy. For example, if we see an area in which someone can improve, we should encourage them with positive words instead of criticizing, putting them down, or tearing them down. We should always encourage people to grow and to move on and to do the best they can. Not putting people down, not criticizing them. Romans chapter 14 verse 9, the Bible say, "Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another." That is from New King James version. Look at another version. Romans chapter 14 verse 19 again. So let us then definitely aim for and eagerly pursue what makes for harmony and for mutual upbuilding, edification, and development of one another. This is from Amplified Version. You can see that the scripture say that we should use our life and our words to edify, to build. Other people up, so that they can develop, they can grow up to the best they can do. We should always speak the word of encouragement and edification. James chapter three verses three to six, talking about the importance of our speech or our tongues when we put bits. Into the mouths of horses, to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take chips as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes Great boss, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. The Bible clearly says that our mouth. Can determine our future. It can build ourselves up, build other people up, or it can destroy our own life. We can lose a job because we say the wrong thing with the boss, or we can get into a big fight with our spouse if we say wrong thing to our spouse, or it can discourage our children not to go on with the Lord, or we can cause the church members to be. Really discourage and stop serving the Lord. On the other hand, we can use our mouth to really build ourselves up, build other people up, and to encourage those who work with us. We should be careful of what we speak. This little organ of our body is so powerful that can. Do a lot of things to our whole life and to the life of other people. We should be led by the Spirit of wisdom, what to say. We should let the Holy Spirit control our mouth and be filled with 
the word of encouragement from the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. We should choose to love, walk in love, and walk by faith. Our words should be the words of faith and the words of kindness and encouragement. I like the story of a woman in the Bible. Her name is Ruth. Ruth married a Jewish man. She was not a Jewish. Her mother-in-law eventually lost the two sons. Therefore, Ruth became a widow. The mother-in-law said, "You can go back to your hometown and get married again. You don't have to follow me to Israel." But Ruth chose to follow her mother-in-law to Israel and served her. Look at what Boaz said to Ruth. Boaz encouraged Ruth and complimented her faithfulness in taking care of her mother-in-law Naomi. Boaz noticed her good actions and praised her aloud. Ruth said thank you to him. Sometimes we may notice something good that a person does, but we do not say anything. That is not wise. If we lead people or relate to people with wisdom, we should use our mouth to say words of praise, words of thanks, words of encouragement. We say, "Wow, you are good in playing guitar. Wow, you're so good in cooking. Wow, you're so kind. You're so smart. You're so good at computer and technology." We should say positive and encouraging words. We see it and we say it. We notice it and we make the words of exhortation toward people around us. We should notice the admirable aspects of people's behavior and qualities, and show appreciation with our words. Pastors who listen to this teaching, be very observant. Of the good things of your members, when you see good things, you go to your member and say, "You're so good. Thank you so much for coming to church. Thank you so much for serving in this ministry. Thank you. You're so wonderful. You are the gift from God to this church." Husband, you should say words of encouragement to your wife. You look for the good qualities of your wife. Again, no one is perfect. Everyone has strong parts or good qualities, and everyone has some weaknesses and some part that they're not good at. But don't emphasize or magnify the negative parts or the lacking parts, but magnify it and speak about the positive parts. Look at Ruth chapter two, eleven to thirteen, and Boaz answered and said to her, "It has been fully reported to me." All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before, the Lord repay your work, and a full reward 
be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, "You notice that Boaz spoke the word of blessing, claim the promise of God, and say something that encouraged Ruth, righteous and godly quality." He spoke out loud to encourage her. I like the word repay, my brother and sister. When you serve your pastor, when you serve your members, you serve your wife, serve your husband, your children, serve your boss. You are diligent. You are a hardworking person. You are faithful, loyal, and keep doing the right thing with the wisdom of God. Even though. People may not recognize it, even though people may not repay you, but God gonna repay you. Our God is a God of payback. Verse thirteen. Look at how Ruth respond with her mouth or her speech. Then she said, "Let me find favor in your sight, my lord, for you have comforted me, and have spoken kindly to your maid servant." Though I am not like one of your maid servants, Ruth was speaking very humble words. She said that you're so kind to me. I'm your maid servant. You see that the speech that come from our tongue is very important. Boaz spoke the words of encouragement, and Ruth spoke the words of humility. And also give honor to Boaz. I'm gonna read from another version of Ruth chapter two, eleven to thirteen. Yes, I know Boaz replied, and I also know about all the love and kindness you have shown your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you left your father and mother in your own land. And have come here to live among strangers. May the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, bless you for it. That is the word from Boaz. Now look at how Ruth replied. Oh, thank you, sir. You see, she said word of thanks. My brother and sister always say thanks. Even with the little things people did for you, when your pastor preached the message, well, he comes down from the stage to say, "Thank you, pastor, for working so hard, preparing this message for me. Thank you so much." Or maybe your pastor write something to encourage you, or visit you, or pray for you. You should not just think that I'm entitled. It's his job. He get the salary from the church, and this is a job of a pastor to pray for me. So I don't need to say thank to him. No, no, no. Always say thank to one another. In the surgery at the hospital, when the X-ray technician came in to take X-ray for my patient, I always say this way: "Good job." I'm not kidding. I say this: "Excellent job today. Thank you so much for coming in." After the surgery finished. I always say to the anesthesiologist and the nurses and the surgical assistant, I say, 
thank you so much. All of you have done wonderful job. You say always say thank. Always give praise to people, and then you will find favor with God and favor with man because you're so kind in your speech. Oh, thank you, sir. She replied, "You are so good to me, and I'm not even one of your workers." When our brothers and sisters serve God with us and serve us, we should thank them. When our wife cook for us or take care of the kids for us or clean up the house for us because we are so busy at work, we come home and we notice the house is so clean up. We say, "Honey, thank you so much. You are such a godly, wonderful wife." I'm so proud of you. I'm so blessed to marry you. We should not think that we are entitled to receive anybody's help or service or gift. Don't take people for granted. It is by God's favor and grace that they have joined and served the Lord with us. It's the grace of God that God allows Pasada to marry me. There's so many men. Try to pursue her before we got married, but by the grace of God, she shows me to be her husband. So anytime I look at Pastor Da's face, I was thinking, "This is the grace of God. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a wonderful wife, and I always thank her for marrying me. Even we have been married for many years already, so we always are thankful." And say the words of thank, and always look at the positive part, the good quality of another person. I know that everybody has some weaknesses and shortcomings. Don't emphasize those things. Proverbs chapter twenty-five verse fifteen, the Bible say, "By long forbearance and calmness of spirit, a judge or ruler is persuaded." If you Are calm and you are so patient and kind and loving. The leader in your life or those who have authority in your life will be persuaded to give you favor. And the Bible continues to say, "And soft speech breaks down the most bull-like resistance." I like that. Speak softly, kindly, graciously. Mixed with love and also grace. Ecclesiastes chapter ten verse twelve: The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious and win him favor, but the lips of a fool consumed him. You can see here that we need to be wise in our speech. I believe that it will make a big difference in your life if you can practice. What you learn from this lesson, from now on, every day, maybe at least once a day, speak words of encouragement, exhortation, words of appreciation, and thankfulness to your spouse, to your children, to your pastor, to your members if you're the pastor or leaders, or to your. Employee or employer, your boss, always choose to speak words of encouragement, and you will find favor 
with people. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. My brother and sister, in the church, this part of the scripture talk about relationship among brother and sister, members, and leader in the church. Always live in peace with one another. Always fill your heart with the peace of God. And always be thankful of what you have in the kingdom, in your church, in your care group. Always be thankful. Whatever you see around you, thank God. Today I can come to church. Thank God for the worship team. Thank God I can get lay hand on and fill with the fire of God. Thank God I can be participating in the ministry. Thank God I have a pastor. So many people don't have good pastor. Thank God that the children program teachers and leaders take care of my children. Thank God I still have voice to worship Him. I always say thankful words and encouraging words. I believe with all my heart if you can practice what you learn in this lesson that you seek the wisdom of God. Speak words of wisdom, peace, the words of thankfulness, appreciation, encouragement, exhortation, and edification. I believe you're going to be successful in any relationship around you. And God is going to use you to be the blessing to many people. Always speak the words of blessing and claim the promise of God, no matter what you see in the situation. For example, when Boaz saw that Ruth was poor and really had to work hard for her mother-in-law, he spoke the word of promise and the blessing to her that she's going to be repaid by the Lord. You see, always speak the words of heaven. Speak the godly words. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. And I believe in all my heart that you are the doer of the word of God. And you're going to put this teaching into practice. And I believe the Lord will use you greatly to really bring healing, bring victory, breakthroughs, peace, joy, and success to many people around you and to yourself and your family and to your church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to become a child of the living God. Jesus came into the world, the Son of God. He died on the cross to pay for your sin and my sin. If you want to be a child of God, repent of your sin and ask God to forgive you and have the right to go to heaven and to live eternally in heaven and also receive the life of God in this life on earth here. Why don't you speak to God by following what I say? Okay, follow this prayer. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. 
Thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sins and sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. I will follow you. You heal me, teach me, guide me, protect me. You make me strong and live a righteous life. I repent of my sin. You empower me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations. God bless you. I hope to see you in other teachings. Bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.